Welcome to Grace-Filled Grit. I'm your host, Lana Sinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Grace-Filled Homestead, we are having honest and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. Each episode, you can expect practical life tips and encouragement. We are recording live on Instagram, where you'll get the raw, unedited chat. And if you missed that, we're uploading here onto the podcast. I am so honored to have you join us today. So grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. This podcast is brought to you by the Backyard Farm Academy. Have you dreamed of fresh eggs every morning and adding chickens to your yard? Do you want a flourishing garden and fruit trees to be more self-sufficient or even honey from your own beehives? Join the Backyard Farm Academy, where we will simplify all the steps in our training sessions that you can complete at your own pace. The Academy opens soon, and the founding members helping us build it can join for only $14 a month, a rate that is locked in for life, even when the price goes up. Go to lannastinner.com backslash academy for more information and to grab your spot. Let's get busy building your backyard farm. Hey, Mindy, we're so excited to have you here. I am so glad that you're joining us. For those of you that haven't met Mindy before, she is a family counselor, mother of five. She has two adoptive daughters from West Africa. She's in a military family. Um, She is the founder of Gospel Centered Health, has some amazing products out there that we definitely want to share. Don't let me forget to have you share those at the end, Mindy, but we are so pumped to have you here today talking about self-care. So this, I'm kind of bummed because this is our final series, our final episode in the series. First of all, we chatted about um, bringing stability to our kiddos. Then we talked about marriages. And then this week we're talking about ourselves. So we're so glad to have you here. How are you doing this morning, Mindy? Really good. I did spill coffee on my new shirt on the way in here, but it's all good because like you said, Lana, it's patterned. So you can't really tell. It's beautiful (laughs) and you can't even tell. Coffee would go right with it. So you're good. (laughs) You're good. So how are you doing? Did you have a good week? How is your new job going? Are you enjoying that? I'm so excited for you. I absolutely love it. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I accepted a job here at Pleasant Valley Church um, as the counseling coordinator. So that's been absolutely beautiful to watch God do that 25 years later. That was my dream job. No joke in my undergraduate program. And at that time in my life, I decided to get married and start having babies um, instead of going to complete my master's. So having had done that in my forties, my early forties, and now it's just beautiful how God brought me back around to this position. So there's a lot to do here and I'm having a blast. Yeah. And it's such a needed, especially Mm -hmm. in the past year and a half to two years with COVID. um, I know requests for counseling and um, just a lot of things going on in the community. So it's much needed. And I'm glad that you're in there filling that spot and making a difference in our community. Absolutely. And the topic today is self-care. So uh, I am all things self-care having had previously been a gym owner, personal trainer. I'm still a Pilates, you know, certified Pilates instructor and cyclist. And, and so 
this, the beautiful marrying of the body and self-care and um, emotional and spiritual and mental health um, has been sort of a dream of mine for a long time. And I'm there. So that's fun. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's just such a good fit. And, and the reason that I wanted to bring Mindy on and talk about this is because I think there's a lot of things out there in the world uh, on this topic. Um, but I don't know the things that I've seen just seem a little bit off and not really taking it um, from the spiritual level for Christian women. So um, I'm glad to bring Mindy on and have her just share some of her wisdom with us uh, from that perspective. So go ahead, t- take it away. I know you have a couple of things, topics and tips, practical tips to share with us on our own self-care so that we can um, be the mother and wife and caretakers and all the things that we as women do. Uh, we're so, you know, we're always multitasking. Um, but if we're not filled up, it's, it's not going to happen. So I'm glad that you're here to share some tips. So go ahead. Well, first of all, I do want to point out exactly what you just alluded to is that the world's version of self-care I've been there and I've done that. Possibly you have too, Lana. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just positive that the person listening today has probably done it uh, the yeah. world's way. That left me completely desolate, dry bones, emotionally wrecked. Um, because self-care, while the word starts with self, um, the best self-care starts with our relationship with Jesus, starts with our knowledge and our self-awareness within his creation. And so if you're listening today, I just want you to sort of reflect on ways that the world has shared what self-care is with you and how you've maybe tried to live that out and how you maybe still felt exhausted and not renewed. Um, Like for instance, self-care is not simply a massage. Now, do I get a massage every month? Heck yeah. And sometimes my body is hurting enough where I have to call and say, I just pulled that muscle, that one difficult knot that you're always working on is killing me today. What do you have? Can I get in? So do I sometimes go twice a month? Heck yes. And so can it be a form of self-care and a much needed thing? Yes. But self-care starts first of all with our our self-awareness inside God's creation. Mm -hmm. So good. Yes, I agree. I agree. So with that being said, um, I wanted to really dive into what self-awareness looks like. First of all, um, I think that there's that, that saying that says, um, like nobody knows yourself as well as you do, which has some truth to it. Right. But a lot of us avoid getting to know ourselves on, in very deep, intimate ways, because it's kind of scary when we do that. Mm -hmm. Right. We start peeling back the layers of emotional pain and hurt that we've been shoving down that honestly, that trauma, that childhood hurt, that pain, that collective trauma that we're all been going through through, during this pandemic, all of it being shoved down eventually is going to live out within your body. I'm a firm believer in that. And you can just shove it down all you want for years. Mm -hmm. It's going to bubble back up. It's going to show somewhere and it's going to present And a lot of times within pain within your body, um, within relationships or how you struggle within relationships, whether it's your marriage or with your friends. So being self-aware requires you to take a step back, sit in those really difficult emotions, sit in that really difficult pain and begin to understand it and how it affects you. And so I think that that is the number one step that we're always trying to skip over that hard part. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
we're always trying to, we're always trying to just move it right into the massage or just move into a Netflix night with some popcorn, or we sometimes mistake self-care for self-numbing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say for my friends and audience here online, a lot of them are from the homestead community or have backyard farms, chickens, you know, those type, lots of gardening. And for those of us in that community, we've kind of purposely taken the, the simple life. Simple living is kind of a, a tag buzz phrase that we say a lot. Mm. Um, but these women are tough as nails and mm. they work. And the mindset in that homestead community is um, don't deal. You're going to go to bed and your head's going to be hurting and your back is going to be aching because you've been shoveling manure and all the things. And so it's kind of um, trendy or known in that community that you're just tough and you suck it up. And I do think it is something that, um, you know, the simple living is not simple. It's not easy. It's hard work. And the women and men too, uh, the two men that might be listening, (laughs) most of this group (laughs) is going to be women, Um, but we're known for just toughening it out. And I am so glad to bring you on so you can go into that self-awareness because I think it's something that although there's a lot of benefits to being that hard worker and pushing through and kind of stuffing it down and making it happen. Um, when it comes to mental health and all of those things, I think we're missing it. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree. Self-care too. A lot that this is a, this is actually prominent within our culture too. So I think about how our country has really been developed on the homesteader, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we went West Pioneers, and we found yes. land and we, my grandma did some, that. My grandma, oh. my great grandparents, they were, you know, on the wagon trails and coming on through. So yeah, it's in our history. Absolutely. Many of us. It's ingrained yeah. in us. And, and these are great qualities, right? This is, the, this is part of the American dream. These are great qualities to be able to stake some ground, literally stake some ground back then, mm-hmm. work the land. And there was no time I mean, when you're giving birth to your own babies out in the field somewhere. Right. We laugh about it now, but that's still real in other parts of the world. So um just that piece of suck it up buttercup is sort of grounded in our culture and it's healthy in some aspects. Of course, sometimes we have to cope and get through things, but it becomes really unhealthy when we never sit. So the other opposite side of that for those homesteaders is what I want to keep calling them. They had time to reflect in nature, (laughs) right? So they're, they're sort of, um, they, they, they may have worked really hard with their hands and got their literally got themselves dirty um, on their knees or climbing trees, picking berries, doing all the things, but they also had time to sit in silence, right. And yes. reflect. And so we've, we've sort of shoved that part of that beautiful, um, of that beautiful piece of sitting in nature and shoved that out and only stuck with the hard work. Right. So this plays out so many ways in our culture. For me, it played out in the fitness world. When I was saying it left me desolate, um, that is very much a sports addict or um, fitness um, addict or athlete addict. I would say sometimes I see this in my young Marine. Um, It's sort of like suck it up buttercup. You don't really have a choice. You've got to, you've got to save your country. So climb up that hill and, um, (laughs) and protect the, the country. But it often leaves us in a place of where, where we are just so 
desolate, where we are literally dry bones because we miss the peace of interacting in the world in a way that feels um, receiving of God in, within, within his earth right? There's something really powerful about understanding yourself, how your body's reacting. So let's take your farmer person. I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm calling your audience farmer persons. That's not really great. We we go by all kinds of names. Just don't, just don't call us late for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I I know, but I get it. Um, My, my, my in-laws, for instance, wonderful Southern Missouri, hardworking, you know, meat, dairy, meat and dairy farmers, um, they work the land, but, but they also, I don't, I, they don't know how to express their emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so they're shoving it down and doing the hard work. Same thing with me in the fitness world. It was a suck it up, a buttercup mentality. So I would get very little sleep running my business. I would get very little sleep getting up and teaching classes at 5 a.m. I would get very little sleep working the business plan, writing fitness training plans for other people. And it would just be like, give me more and then some. You're like, I needed to get past that boiling point. And then some was always the message. And then some. And I was just running out of and then sums. Mm -hmm. And it got so bad that while I was teaching other people to care for their bodies and to lose weight and to eat healthy, I wasn't paying attention at all to the ways that my body was screaming at me, like Mm -hmm. literally quite screaming. And I could see this happening in the community that you, that you work with too. Um, Our bodies are constantly communicating with us as they exist in the world and 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 in nature they're constantly interacting with the external environment. So even coming down to, I'm talking like maybe your ankle's hurting, right? So your ankle's hurting, you're going to attune to that ankle hurt. You're maybe like going to um, maybe slow down for the day, put your foot up and you're going to put some ice on it, right? But I'm also talking about the anxieties that come along with it. Like how many times are you ignoring that lump in your throat when that one person comes around, right? Or when how many times are you ignoring the tension in your body and the stomach ache that comes when you're, when you look at your calendar for the day and you're wondering, how am I going to get to all of those appointments on time? Right? So we tend to ignore the other signs that our body is screaming at us oftentimes. Right. And, and that, that nervous system is interacting with the brain that's interacting with the heart that's interacting with the stomach. God created a beautiful design. Y'all, I'm like fired up about this right now. God created this beautiful design called the body and it's interacting with the nervous system that's interacting with the cardiovascular system, right? And it's all saying like, okay, I'm feeling nervous. My stomach's hurting. I'm feeling nervous. I'm going to feel that lump in my throat, right? Mm -hmm. So asking yourself where all those things come from, what do they mean? Let me give you an example. For instance, um, the last four years of our lives were just really difficult. Now, some of my friends would joke and say, no, that's not true. Mindy, the last eight years since you got your daughters home from Africa <laughs> right? have been difficult. You're saying four, but particularly the last four years were really difficult. Um, I would say um, that I was ignoring and, and just sort of excusing away this weird anxiousness that I would get. My husband decided we needed a boat. So he got a boat um, several years ago and I, I don't have dizzy issues at all. I don't get dizzy. I don't have, I didn't, I, I, I didn't have inner ear issues. Um, 
but life was chaotic. And so I began every time we went on the boat, I would have these weird, just nausea moments. And I would just think it was, oh, I'm just nauseous from the water, but I've never experienced any of that my whole life. Right. Um, and I've always just loved being on the boat and, and, or someone else's boat. When I went to my counselor and I began to process this funny thing that I kept um, excusing away, mm-hmm. she said, Mindy, have you thought about the other things that are going on in your life right now? Sure, you're on the boat and you're having fun, but perhaps this is anxiety presenting itself because of all the other things. Are you feeling that stomach ache and that anxiety in your stomach in other parts of your day? So that forced me, her one question forced me to be self-aware enough to pay attention to other times when I was feeling it. For some reason, the boat made it intensified, mm-hmm. right? But it had meaning to it because when I realized what it was all about, my family was falling apart. Mm-hmm. And so the kids, it would mainly be around the kids when they were skiing or when they were like behind the boat on, and we were going fast and like whipping them around on a, a tube. Right. Mm-hmm. And it had connections to my emotional fears for, for losing my children, for like, them falling off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so once I dealt with that, and, and this was a time, honestly, when my oldest son was really starting to rebel um, and life was feeling chaotic and I couldn't keep control of him anymore. Right. Cause he was a teenager and, and you just, as a parent, you move from, you know, you have a lot of control in their elementary middle school years. I'm then they move into this space where you're like, they're going out into the world and their peers are influencing them more. I felt out of control mm-hmm. in more ways than one. And it was presenting in really big ways on the boat. Guess what? I don't have that feeling anymore. But now I've created such a reputa- reputation for myself on the boat that I'm like, kids, I'm not, I don't, I'm fine now. I'm, I can go on the boat. <laughs> they don't ever want me to go on the boat with them anymore. Oh, how funny is for that? Like I love three it. Three years I had this issue and it's gone because I dealt with it in other ways, but it was representative. I, it was more about me feeling out of control. So my mm-hmm. point in telling you that story was going back to the piece about how, how, massively important it is for you to have self-awareness first before you can have self-care. Right. Yeah. Right. Because if you don't have self-awareness and you don't know where the things are coming from and you're not listening to your body and the lump in your throat, then you're going to be grasping for any kind of self-care that works for you, even though it might, it might work for you for an hour, but it's not going to be long-term renewing. And so that also requires you to discover yourself within God's creation. So for instance, um, I have currently been doing uh, two workouts a day. One of them has to be outside. Um, and particularly it would be great if it could be in nature, (laughs) um, for the aspect of self-care and renewing. The second one, um, needs to be like strength training. So two 45 minute workouts, um, for me, that's just kind of what I've been doing. Yeah. Thank you. I'm enjoying it. And it's really helping yesterday though. I got up and I did my first um, 45 minute workout inside. Um, I was excited. I did some hardcore strength training. It was great. So I knew in my brain, like, okay, second thing I need to do, I need to be outside. Well, sometime within the afternoon, I don't even know what happened, but I pulled a muscle in my back. Like I was, I was feeling pretty miserable. And so I could have chosen to be super rigid with myself and say, Oh, I've been doing this thing with myself. I have to go outside. I have to go speed walking outside. Mm -hmm. Instead, 
now I would have made myself worse, right? I probably would have hurt that back more. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been the old Mindy saying, suck it up, buttercup, get your right. booty outside, do the thing you committed to. Instead, I took my yoga mat. I took my foam roller. It was a beautiful night outside. Mm-hmm. I turned my back porch lights on. And as the trees swayed, right. And there was a deer behind the house. It was a beautiful moment for that me. Just, sounds dreamy. It doesn't sound dreamy for <laughs> yes, all of you who love the outdoors yes. and you work with your animals. Um, there was a deer, you know, I was, I was in pain, but I got on that yoga mat. I was breathing in and out. So my second workout for the day was foam rolling and stretching, praying that I would wake up feeling better. And guess what I did? So this morning I knew, okay, be gentle on your body. What can you do? So this morning I went on a nature hike with, there's some land, um, just right down the street, like 70, 80 acres. Um, and someone else owns it, don't tell anyone, but, (laughs) but I decided to put my boots on. And as the sun came up, it was a glorious workout Mm -hmm. for me to hike on that land. Nothing better. Mm-hmm. So I was experiencing my breath this morning as the sun came up, experiencing God's glorious sunrise, reflecting on him. I didn't play praise and worship music. I just wanted to breathe in and out. I didn't walk super fast. Um, but my point is that was a self-care moment because I was self-aware enough yesterday to know what my body needed in that time. I was self-aware when I woke up this morning and thought, what can I do this morning to continue this self-care going for a walk, connecting with the nature. Um, I think those are vitally vital, important um, parts of being really intentional about our Mm self-care. That just sounds magical. I think we should all do that every morning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. So does some of those things resonate with you, Lana, as far as how we suck it up as how, as far as how we can be self, if we're not self-aware about what our body needs in those moments, we can miss the mark on what self-care really is. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, um, just from my standpoint is, and it doesn't always have to be, you can go off schedule for, for your self-awareness as well. And I'm kind of the same way I have, I usually do only one. If even one, I try to do it every day, but sometimes it doesn't happen, but I try to do my, you know, outside either, you know, kind of walk or trail walk or whatever in the morning, sometimes it doesn't happen, but I will often I'll be sitting at my desk midday computer technology where I get to where I just want to throw my computer out the window, um, frustrated, trying to work things out. Of course I I'm not techie. I can figure anything out with a couple of YouTube videos, but it takes me, you know, hours or whatever. And so I know now at the moment where I'm about ready to lose my mind on it, shut the computer, shut the laptop, ditch my phone, put it on the charger and Mm -hmm. I head outside and it's time to either hang out with the goats or take a quick little walk. Sometimes that's the time I pick to, you know, clean out the chicken coop. And, um, <laughs> and sometimes it's, you know, hard labor, but like I'm having a hard time with the fact that your self-care is chicken, cleaning out the chicken coop, but, but if it's something, own. I know, I know it sounds absolutely crazy, but it's something else on my list. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I was planning on, I'm not getting off this computer till four o'clock. I'm not till I get these four things done on my computer and just knowing it's okay to go off script 
shut mm-hmm. it down, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe hit up another list of yours or yep. turn everything off. And it's time to go outside and listen to your praise and worship music or not. Maybe it's just time to, to hear the birds. But I think um, having some flexibility in that and knowing, you know, I, I can't wait to take my walk till seven o'clock tonight. I need it right now at 2.30 yep. before yes. I throw this computer out the window. <laughs> so just knowing where you're at and it's okay to go off script and, you know, it's, it might be a full hour that you need, but but you come back feeling refreshed and you can take on the world and you, you know, open the computer back up and things work. <laughs> I think of my husband too. He's come a long way with um, his own personal self-care and his actually his own personal self-awareness going back to that farmer in him. His parents are farmers from Southern Missouri, very good people, extremely hardworking people. Um, and he has this great work ethic, right? That he learned from that farmer-like mentality. And I absolutely love it. It's served him well because he's very successful. Um, But on the flip side, like I said earlier, he struggles with allowing himself to process emotions, allowing himself to just sit and be downtime, have Mm -hmm. downtime. And, and um, you know, we, we kind of joke like in our relationship, because I'm like an outgoing person. I talk with my hands. I'm, you know, always talking to someone or introducing myself to someone. So in a way he feels like he loves my personality and we compliment each other that way. But like, I'm like drinking from a fire hydrant, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I feel like he's like, is there, it's like dry bones, dude. Like, come on, dude, come on. This little trickles of water coming out. But when he begins to feel that way, he's had to become way better at saying to me, instead of shoving it down and saying to me, I need a weekend at our farm. Like we have a farm Mm -hmm. uh, about an hour and 20 minutes North of here. And he'll say, I need a weekend. I just need to go mow something. Mm Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just just need to go fix a fence that doesn't need to be fixed. (laughs) Right. And he knows that he's going to come back feeling better and more accomplished. Yeah. And sometimes it ticks me off, right? Cause I, I wanted him to stay home for the weekend or I wanted to do this and I had this agenda, but then I have to be self-aware enough in myself to go. That's what I need from him. I need yeah. him to communicate with me on his self-awareness, because if he doesn't, then I'm going to be, I'm going to react in this way when he was trying to do this. And the next week we're going to have a knockdown drag out fight. Right. So if I can listen to him respond and say, get your booty up there on that tractor and go Take mow some trails, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> go, go find some trails to mow. Um, yes. And then, you know, by Wednesday, the, the next week we are, we're driving, we're doing right. good. We're tag teaming our kids. We're in the, we're in the group. So I can't, I can't say it enough. Like self-care start first starts with self-awareness and advocating for yourself and self-care is going to be different for every single person. However, and I think this resonates with your audience. I'll repeat it again. I really, really believe that self-care is most effective when it's coupled with God's creation, God's nature, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And, and like you said, it sometimes, I mean, a lot of times I will do, this is the first year that I've done the Bible reading my Bible reading plan on a audio, uh, on the audio app. And at first I used to think of audio uh, books as not real books, not real reading, <laughs> um, but it is powerful. So a lot of times I, I will use my morning walk and I will be listening and mm. going through the Bible. And it's just 
there's something about, I mean, I could be sitting on my couch reading it like I always have in the past, but when I am out walking a trail and I've said this before, um, you know, when you're out in nature walking a trail and you can pick your voices on the audio apps and I have this deep voice in the reading revelation and I'm like, <laughs> that's cool. Wow, this is like powerful stuff, but it is, you know, there are other days where I'm just like, yep, yeah, nothing today or worship music, or sometimes I'm listening to a podcast that has nothing to do with anything, just mindless stuff, but knowing what you need on each day that you're out there doing the thing, sometimes silence is better and you're just hearing the birds chirp or whatever. Um, and sometimes, you know, reading the Bible or worshiping or whatever mindless things that you want to do, but um, mm-hmm. just knowing what you need on that day. And every day is different. Every, every day, day is different. different. Mm-hmm. The last piece that I wanted to share with, with your audience about self-care has to do with kind of staying on script, but I do want to absolutely validate what you're saying about like get off script. Some days you just need to chuck it mm-hmm. and get out and do something else. Um, but I do think that having a predictable, healthy daily habits are, are critical for the, for the rhythms that we create within ourselves and, and having those predictable, healthy daily habits, um, allows us to better understand like, okay, I'm struggling now because you're in a rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. And your body is predicting what's coming. So also, and then inside that rhythm, you can say, I need to pause and then allow myself to heal in this next hour. And then I'm going to get right back onto that rhythm. Like our bodies, uh, we're used to rhythms, right? God created rhythms. We've got day, we've got night, we've got habits. We've He tells us in the Old Testament, he tells his people like, do this during this time, doing this during this time, during this. And it's for their good, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with us as we go throughout our day, as we go throughout our year, creating those habits, those consistencies allows us to better know ourselves when we're off. So with that being said, that's why I've created um, a 90 day healthy habits journal. Tell tell them about (laughs) it. It's so fabulous. Yes, I absolutely love it. So um, what this journal allows is for reflectiveness. um, Every single day, uh, we reflect on how many hours we slept, because if there's one thing that your body needs most for self-care, it's good consistent rhythms of sleep. So we track our sleep. We track our water intake. (sighs) I've been reading the best book by Dr. Amen. Have you ever heard of Dr. Amen? I have not. No, he's, he's a brain expert. And so um, in his book, he gives uh, these images of brain images of, of brains that are hydrated versus brains that are dehydrated. Like in the book, he, he told the story of um, how he was working with a bodybuilder, which really resonated with me because I used to be a fitness trainer and have my own gym. Um, he was working with this bodybuilder that was just struggling in life. And so the bodybuilder comes in, he does the brain scan and he's like, what is going on with this guy's brain? And he probes and asks some questions and realize that the bodybuilder was having a competition in two days. So a lot of times bodybuilders will dehydrate their bodies Mm -hmm. so that they'll shrink down and their muscles are more defined in the last week. Right. Mm -hmm. And that dehydrated brain was causing massive brain fog and unpredictability for his body. He was like, it was an unsustainable lifestyle for him. So then the Dr. Amen was like, 
you know, ding, 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 like light bulbs going off. Like you have to stop this. Like your body can't do this. So we track our daily um, uh, water intake, which I think is highly, highly important. Um, We also have a scripture that we reflect on. I'm really big on journaling. You can just read one scripture, one set of scriptures, and then just receive from the Lord and then write him a letter every day. Um, And then of course, writing a daily to-do list um, and then, you know, marking those things that those, the action of like marking your to-do list off feels really good feels for your, so for good. your body. The right? best. Yes. Yeah. So, and within the 90 day um, healthy habits journal, we, we do that all on one sort of spread. And um, I try to encourage women to stay the course for 90 days. There's a lot of um, programs out there like this. I think the difference between um, more of a secular or worldly one would be that I'm a huge advocate for what we're talking about right now is that if you have a day where you get off, you just turn the page and start a new tomorrow. Like we don't get stuck in the day or two that we didn't fill the habits out. We just pray and we move on to the next day. Absolutely. And I think that's so important because many times we will get stuck. And if we get off track or something takes us out of our schedule, then we feel like we've messed up for the whole, the whole week. And that's not the case. You can start over that next day. And the journal is just beautiful and fabulous. It's nice to be able to track all the things and your thoughts. And you can go back the next day and take a look at what you did get finished and what you didn't. Um, but yeah, it's a fabulous, fabulous journal. Thank you. We've created also, we have a Bible study that actually inspired the 90 day journal. So we, we actually study each one of those healthy habits inside the healthy habits Bible study. So when I was healing specifically, this is where this Bible study came from. When I was healing from that suck it up buttercup lifestyle and mentality, um, that was really a residual from being a successful fitness um, business owner, I began to study what does the Bible actually say about these healthy habits, right? What does the Bible actually say about self-care? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where this, this was birthed out of as I began to write those things down and study them diligently all throughout the word. Mm-hmm. And I love that you are taking what seems to be so common out in <laughs> the world right now, the, the concept of self-care. Um, but the foundation of that is God and um, living within his systems and going to the Bible to find, you know, how do we relieve these stresses and how do we do these things? Um, I think that's what makes it extra special. And I'm, I'm glad you're here to, to share it with us. So, so where can they find your journal and your Bible study? Tell them all of your places. Yeah. So you can um, go to gospelcenteredhealth.com. Everything is there. Um, We bundle them together. You can buy it separately. You can purchase it, do it in your neighborhood, do it in your um, women's Bible study. We're really excited about that. We have a leader's guide and um, promotional materials there for you. If you just choose to collect some women to do that. So gospelcenteredhealth.com. Of course, you can follow us on Instagram at gospelcenteredhealth and then also on Facebook at gospelcenteredhealth. Right. And I love that your study can be done alone if you're in a phase where you're just busy and you're lucky to get anything done, but it's also a good community group type of Mm -hmm. thing. So if you need an excuse to to get with some girlfriends and whether that's Zoom or actually meeting together or whatever that looks like, 
um, it's, it is a wonderful opportunity to do that with a group and get the community. We need that as a part Absolutely. of our self-care is having a group around us that can support us, that you can pour into and they can pour into you too. So I think over the last year and a half, two years, we've missed that with COVID and so lockdowns true. and we've stopped getting together. Um, so I love that you can do it either way, either by yourself or with a group. So very nice. Well, Mindy, thank you for coming on today and sharing your wisdom. I appreciate you so much. And I'm, I'm a little bit bummed that this is our last in this series, but we'll have you on as a regular guest. So we'll bring you back here not too, too long from now. So you have a fabulous day and thank you all for joining us. Thank right, you. Leah. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Grace Filled Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for this show, scroll down to the bottom and write a review. Blessings to you, friend. I am looking forward to our next episode and I hope you will join us again. Have a grace-filled day.